Okay, Tzoraim Tov, we continue in the Sefer Bayam Darkecha. We're on page Shin Yud Dalid. And we're on the chapter that's talking about means of getting Tveikas to Hashem. So we're in the third subsection. And therefore, he says, the difficult problem with Tveikas is since Hashem is a totally spiritual reality. So therefore, people find it hard to cleave to such a reality because they feel if a person cannot see Hashem with his physical eyes, he's not able to clearly feel the one that he's supposed to cleave to. Even if in our Seichel and in our Muna, we know that Hashem is found and he's here, and we're even willing to give our lives up for this truth. But they still can't succeed in feeling it with a feeling of the heart because their grasp is trying to grasp something that's totally hidden from our reality. And something that, this, that is hidden from our senses, it's hard to absorb it, and therefore the tools of feeling don't give us any feeling. We only have five senses. And none of them work to connect with Hashem. Therefore, that's the big challenge. Therefore, what's the first step? The first step to achieve Tveikas is to succeed in reaching a situation where the person doesn't think that Hashem is an entity that's far away in the heavens or something totally hidden. But a person has to understand that the whole world is filled with his honor and that light gives us life for everything and to succeed in feeling that Hashem is with us mamish on the most simplest level so that's the first step is to reach that level where we don't think Hashem is far away but he's really here footnote Reish Chav Beis quite a long footnote says the truth is again the whole world is filled with his honor. And that's a reality that's so strong and so fundamental and so truth, so true. Really, it should be very easy for a person to connect with that idea. So why isn't it happening? He's saying because the concealments and the dullness of the heart can create, a, because the truth of the matter is it's, even if people cannot sense the, the creator, but his existence is so fundamentally clear. And the fact that we don't see Hashem with our eyes, that's not a reason why we can't speak to Hashem and to feel him and to cling to him. Because we see in other cases, there's a reality where there's a connection and love between two people, even though they never saw each other in their lives. And the entire connection is through letters. There's all kinds of stories you hear way back when, during World War II, people were just sending letters back and forth. They didn't see anybody. And they could develop strong relationships. And we see that a person can speak with someone else and to feel them without seeing them at all. And when he is communicating with him, he doesn't try at all to picture 
how the other person looks so that their senses can grasp it. But it's enough to know that somebody's there. And that knowledge is enough to speak to someone and feel have feelings for them. And therefore, Lahavdil, when we're talking about feeling Hashem, if the existence of Hashem is clear, and you know clearly that Hashem is here and feels me and hears me, so I can speak to Hashem and feel him even without a picture that my senses can grasp, because the soul is spiritual, and it's able to connect to things that are spiritual. Now, I beg to differ. It's one of the rare cases I will differ with the author, okay, with his proof. The fact you write letters to people, but somebody's writing you back. So even though you don't see him, but you know somebody wrote me back. Now, if I get a letter in the mail tomorrow from Hashem, it's going to make a difference. Let's not deny it. If I could know for sure that Hashem sent me the letter, then I would maybe be, it'd be a little easier. So therefore, okay, you're not seeing it, but you're able to see, now, what, what, what would he answer to that? What would he answer to that? Well, how do you know that the other person wrote the letter? How do you know the other person wrote the letter? Maybe somebody else wrote the letter. Okay, but somebody wrote the letter. <laughs> Whoever that somebody is, I'm having a relationship with him. So I guess the tzaddik would answer my question and say, well, what do you think? You look at this world, Hashem's not writing you letters? Hashem's making life so wonderful for you? Where did that come from? So that's, I guess, how he would answer that. But it's still... So, but he's right. The point he's saying is correct. I'm totally correct. I'm not disagreeing with the point. Just the proofs a little bit. You know, you can have a relationship with somebody you don't see. You can. But uh, you got to be awfully certain that that being exists. That's, that's the real point. So therefore, the author says, so what's the real reason why people find it hard to cleave to Hashem and to feel that... Uh, and, and when the person has trouble feeling Hashem, it's because of the klipos that confound and confuse a person and conceal the feelings and cause a person to not succeed in feeling Hashem. But if a person tries to feel Hashem and he's not successful and he's figuring because Hashem is not able to be comprehended with your senses, that's a big mistake. To think, if I only had a picture and a physical grasp of Hashem, then I could feel Him. But he says, that's not true. The truth is, the soul of a person is able to connect to something that's not physical if he's sure it exists. But that's the point. The klipos confuse the person and conceal that reality. And just like we have klipos that can confuse a person to not succeed in having kavon in his davening and not to succeed to connect his thoughts with his words, but rather his thoughts are flying in other areas. So therefore, and that's really when you're speaking with other people. Well, you know, in other words, when you're speaking with other people, you don't lose track. So how come you're losing track with Hashem? So the truth is, it's, it's not understandable unless there's a klipa causing this. 
So the main success in having kavana in davening is by a person making himself holy. Because the more that a person is clean and holy, so now the the um, klipos don't have control over you and you can succeed in having kavana and tefillah. And therefore the way to feel HaKadosh is in the positive way to strengthen your amuna in the reality of Hashem and to get used to living with the truth that Hashem is with us and in the negative area to distance yourself from the klipos that conceal Hashem as we'll discuss this more later on in this chapter. So what he's saying is the klipos are confusing us. It's confusing us because if you're talking to somebody, you're able to focus on that person. So Hashem is more real than the person in front of you. So what's the problem? The answer is deep, deep down, the klipas are, are are getting us used to the fact that Hashem is not so real and everything else is very real. So we're, we're just not 100% honest with ourselves because the klipas are making all kinds of concealment. And that's what it really is. And it's our job that we can remove the klipas. It's not that it's impossible to have a relationship with something you can't feel in touch. You can, but the problem is you're not pushing away the klipos, and therefore you're getting a distorted sense of reality. If there's a distorted sense of reality, then of course you don't feel close to Hashem. Okay, so now we got to work on, so how are we going to make this happen? So we talk about thinking and having this emuna to get to person that you don't think Hashem is far away, but how are we going to do this? So in section Dal, we're on page Shin, Tes, Vav. And these ideas we've talked about in the past. He says, the first tool is speech. If you want to feel that God exists really and to connect with Hashem, it's going to happen when you talk to Hashem with thought. Because speech comes from the innermost part of the person and the thought is also from that area. And therefore, if you condition yourself to think in the right way and condition yourself to express that with speech, slowly, slowly, you'll condition yourself to live with God and merit to live your life in the proper way. And therefore, in practice, the first tool is speak. Get used to speaking Hashem in the normal way that you speak to people and tell them everything that's on your heart, everything that's happened to you, all your feelings and everything you're yearning for and you want and speak to Hashem like you'd be spilling out your heart to your father who loves you. And in footnote Reish Chav Gimel, he adds, first daven and speak to Hashem and say in your own language, Hashem, I know you are with me. Please give me merit to open my heart that I feel your existence. Just say that and then start talking. Because speech is a very powerful tool to merit the ability to feel Hashem. A person can bond with Hashem at all times because every moment a person can speak to Hashem. You're in the car, turn off the radio, talk to Hashem. That's it, just talk to Hashem. And you should really, it's best, have a set time. Sit in a certain place, no one's going to bother you. Pour your heart before Hashem day after day. And get accustomed to that idea. Besides the set time, any time, whatever happens to you, good or bad, just turn to Hashem and tell him how you're feeling. Say, Hashem, I'm really feeling frustrated. 
It's coming before Shabbos, and all these things are stopping me from getting ready for Shabbos. I'm feeling frustrated. That's you're, all. You're unburdening us. Well, of course, but you're talk. The more you talk to Hashem, the more it's real, right? But do it slowly, slowly to get used to it, and to get more used to that. Hashem is with you in every detail in your life, and the more you get used to it, it becomes a habit to turn to Him all the time, and therefore your Muna gets stronger. Okay, that's first tool. Hey, second tool, thought. That also thought has a tremendous ability to connect a person to the reality of Hashem. Because the more a person thinks about something, the more it gets etched inside of him. And therefore, it's so dependent on our thoughts. And the more you think consistently about Hashem, that's how you get to natural dvekus. And the reality of Hashem will be clear that you'll see Hashem as a complete reality naturally. You don't have to push it. It's a natural feeling. And there we have to increase your thoughts about the reality of Hashem and that everything is the light of Hashem that gives life to everything and to think about how much Hashem loves you and all His kindnesses and not to weaken in that area but to keep thinking again and again and again about Hashem in a way that the thoughts just keep flowing according to your ability about the reality of Hashem. And in footnote Reish Chavdal, he says, but do it slow and don't jump and be crazy about this. You grab too much, you're going to lose it all. So therefore, have a little bit of, set a little bit of time for it. Don't overdo it. Add a little bit of thought from time to time when you're going. Get used to it and then more and more and more. But don't go overboard and just totally just not think about anything else but Hashem all day long. It's not, it's not going to work. Is it daydreaming? Or? Yeah, well, whatever. You got to live your life, too. You can't say, no, I'm just thinking about Hashem all day long. What about carpool? I didn't do it today because I was thinking about Hashem all day long. Did you drop and, and also, you could get bored of it. Do it as you enjoy it. Don't use it as an escape from reality because Hashem still wants you to live reality, too. And therefore, it's understood that the overall power to succeed in feeling Hashem and to connecting Him is certainly limud Torah. Learning Torah with a desire to cleave to Hashem in truth. Because you're thinking about those things that are most basic about Hashem and that's coming from the Torah. And therefore, you've got three pillars to hang on to. The first pillar is learning Torah with Vekas and holiness. The second pillar is prayer and speech. And the third one is holy thoughts. And consistently do that, and then you will merit to appreciate Hashem in your life. Now, these avodas can happen every day at every time. And especially on Shabbos with extra power. Because it's a day that the souls are elevated and have more power to connect to Hashem with our whole hearts. Okay, we're on page Shin Yud Ches and uh, section Vav. Okay, now we go back. So now he said, I'd like to, I'd like to talk a little bit more about a particular point. Back to that first idea of thought. 
When a person thinks about Hashem, those thoughts bring him to Dvekas to Hashem. And he says, you have to strengthen your thoughts to know that Hashem fills the whole world. And he's here as well, even though I don't see him. And have a lot of those thoughts. And for that, you got to spend a lot of time. You have to have a lot of presence of mind and concentration. So these thoughts are true. And you keep thinking about them over and over and over. Okay. And then he should try to think with feeling and feel how he is connected to Hashem and how Hashem is close to him and feel how everything is filled of God's life and God's light surrounds everything from every angle. And it's like you are immersed in a mikvah of Hashem and feeling the truth of Hashem without any break. Now what he means about this, and this is the imagery that we have, right, is not to imagine that there's a light around him, not to have a picture that there's a light around him, but to feel with your heart or with your mind how the light surrounds him. <coughs> For Hashem is mamish in the light. And it's like I feel the light. So that's a bit of work. But you got a mamish feel like a match. If you go into a mikvah, you know you're surrounded by water. You can't deny the fact that when you're in a mikvah, you are surrounded by water. Now that's a good time to think that you're surrounded by Hashem. Just change water with Hashem. But you have to kind of feel that I'm in the middle of something. I'm in, I'm in Hashem's midst. It's like all around me. Imagine when you're in driving in the in the fog. Can you say I'm out of the fog? Wherever I go, there's fog. <laughs> Everything about that. I can drive and drive and drive. I'm still in the fog. Whatever I'm doing, I'm in the fog. So imagine that fog is like the light of a shed. And it, it's, it's not just, you know, being this picture that the light's around me, but you have to figure how that light is, is just surrounding me. And I'm totally in that light. That's what you have to start. But I'll get you get whatever images work for you. And you know that's not the real thing. You know that's not real, but to really feel that. I mean, we all know that oxygen is around us. The biggest proof is we don't go around with oxygen tanks. We're not gasping for breath. So it's just think Hashem is that oxygen. He we're not gasping for breath. Hashem is giving me breath every second. Hashem is keeping me alive every second. And he says, keep thinking about this and don't be broken. And every time you sit and think about this for a set time, and then try to actually feel them in your heart, how Hashem and the light are found with you. Do it many, many times. And, and then if your heart is true with Hashem, you'll come to a great humility and prayer that you should merit the mercy of Hashem to feel this connection with HaKadosh Baruch and of course, he says this is change is this is different with different types of people. Okay, different people, different types of souls. Some people quickly are able to grasp this idea. Some it takes a long time. But everybody who serves Hashem is able to reach this level. And when a person begins to feel it a little bit, has to be very careful 
to merit even a little bit of feeling and to be happy with it and that's say, ah, it was just a little feeling, not a big thing, it was an overcome. Or maybe it was a phony thing, maybe it's C.H. or her fooling me, but be happy with every little success you have and if you value it, you'll try to feel a little bit more. Okay, I can't, I can't describe this more because this is a feeling that you just have to have. It's beyond words. Right? It beyond words. But, you know, it, that, that air, you, you know for a fact you are surrounded by oxygen. That you cannot deny. Even, I don't see it. So how do you know it's true? Maybe it's all a lie. There's no such thing as oxygen. I can live without oxygen. Well, we know that's not true because if you then stop breathing, you're going to die. So you know it's true. So now just say, okay, so Hashem is my oxygen. Hashem is the oxygen. And I'm in that. So you got to keep thinking about that and thinking about that and saying if God would just get rid of oxygen, I'd be dead. So I'm mamish in a, a force field, so to speak. Hashem is watching me and giving life for me every second. Okay, this takes time. How much, how much time do we spend on a day thinking like that? Remember, Shabbos is a great time to do that. Especially for us who take nights long walks to shul. What are you thinking about? Okay, you should be thinking about how, how you're surrounded by Hashem. Okay, I know it's a bit distracting. There's other things to look at, but it's a good use of your time. Okay, you know, there was something that I was thinking about when I was learning this morning. You see how people, I'd like to know, has anybody seen the climate change that everybody's so worried about? Have we seen it? Nothing has happened to the world that hasn't happened before. There have been tornadoes. There have been icebergs melt. It's all. It's all. You know what? I can't tell. It's any hotter now than it was fifty years ago. It's not any colder now. It's always going up and down, up and down, up and down. It's never. We never had eighty degrees Fahrenheit. Never. Never. Did not happen. Never had eighty below Fahrenheit. Never happened. They're telling us the world's going to end. I don't really think about it. But this is what this is why I think this uh, this is my machshava. It could be wrong, and then you could say, Rabbi, you don't know what you're talking about. But I think this is going to be Hashem's answer to the Jewish people because how come you couldn't believe that Hashem was real? Most people on the planet believe that climate change is real. And it's the biggest crock in the world. And yet they all believe it. There's absolutely zero proof. And all the scientists are lying. They've suppressed any other science, which is the biggest proof that they're lying. Because if you're an honest scientist, you say, let me hear what the other side has to say. And when you automatically say, we don't, we suppress that, that means you're not sure of what you're doing. No different than the scientists long ago. Who was it? Galileo, I think, thought the world was flat. He thought the world was flat, right? 
And what did he do to the people who thought the world was round? They killed them. Hmm, I guess he was a good scientist. We suppress other opinions. But look what people do, what they're doing now for something they haven't seen, but they, you know, and she could say, well, I guess they're pretty stupid. Yeah. So then how smart do you have to be to believe the consciousness? I heard people say, you know, I can't believe in anything I don't see. I can't be measured. Okay, but 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 they believe in climate change. And what what measurement? They believe in a lie. lie. What what are you measuring? A scientist told me. Oh, okay, good. A scientist told you. No. That's a lie. So 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 how do we know he's telling us the truth? It's a half a degree over two hundred years. You know, whatever. Yeah, half a degree over two hundred years. And how do we know? Over 6,000 years, it goes back and forth. We don't, we, we don't know anything. And we don't even know it's a half degree over 200 years. How do you know? That's what they're saying. Did you have the same ways of measuring things 200 years ago? Do you think they would? They would, had such a sophistication to say it was, today was 20.532 degrees. If it was 19, they said it was 20. I'm just saying, it's 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 full of, but, but what's the point? What am I taking out of this? But see how many people believe it. You take things on faith, brother. And they're living their lives this way. They're looking at everything from a climate perspective. They don't see anything else but climate perspective. They're killing everybody. So they really, and they're living it. They're saying, oh, I, I, I feel the climate. <laughs> What's going on? What's, what's going on? So you see, so how can you say, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't believe Hashem is real. So, so all these idiots are going to make you look like a bigger idiot. Because at least Hashem is more real than climate change. <laughs> at least you can believe that, eh? And if Hashem is bigger than climate change, so aren't you at least as smart as the idiots out there who believe it? And not just believe it, they live in that reality. And they're so depressed that they think they're going to die. They really think they're going to die. Little children believe they're going to not live a full life. So if you know Hashem is there, why don't we live in that reality? Like carbon footprint. Whoever saw a carbon footprint in their life? No, I'm just saying. So, so therefore, there's an ability to understand this. And now, for subcategory vav, he takes it one step further. He says, after you merit to think about this a lot, and and you feel how you're incorporating Hashem's light, then you can come to a higher level. What's that higher level? That he's so cleaning to Hashem, and the reality of Hashem is so clear and certain that you don't even have to settle yourself to think about it. It's just automatic pilot. Whatever you see, you say, that's Hashem. That's Hashem. It's all Hashem. It's it's all you don't have to think. You reach a level where you recognize Hashem's reality, not because you're thinking hard to make it happen. But you thought so much, so it's absolutely clear Hashem is here. 
and it's and and uh, even though Hashem, uh, one second, even though he's Hashem, we can't feel him totally like other things, but we're so clear that the, it exists. And the higher level is that he lives so much with this reality of Hashem that his whole relatability is to the reality of Hashem. It's like a simple reality, like, 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 uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, gravity. It's as if you see it with your eyes. And you don't have to think about it. It's so clear that that's essential reality. It's like, it's like a natural way of looking at the world. And guess what? You think anybody who doesn't look that way is nuts. If you look at a person walking off a, 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 a 10-floor uh, 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 building and he's just taking a stroll in the park and say, this guy's crazy. Why? He's defying, re he's going against reality. So you think anybody who behaves without, a, in a way that doesn't show that Hashem is there is like a fool. Even though I haven't seen Hashem, but it's clearly this guy is an idiot. You see a guy working so hard to make Parnassa. You're looking at the guy and saying, what an idiot. Why is he working so hard? Hashem, I'm not saying that not normal amount, but he's killing himself for this job. Putting in crazy hours. Isn't this guy's nuts? Does he know there's a God in this world? You see a guy yelling and screaming at somebody. Says, is this guy nuts? How can he be yelling? It's not him, it's Hashem who's doing it. He's doing it for his welfare. Okay. Even though Hashem, even though you can't see Hashem, but you're at such a level, it's so clear that anything other than that is just, it's just, it's just crazy. It's called seeing with the eyes of your intellect, and you don't have to be reminded. And that's what we're, that is real dvekus shlema. That's complete dvekus. You feel Hashem totally. There's no other reality, and you don't forget it from time to time. Right? And he understands, he lives knowing that Hashem is the place of the world. Hashem is Makomo Shalom, and the world is not a separate entity from Hashem. When Gomorrah says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Makomo Shalom, Hashem is the place of the world, it means Hashem came before he created the world. He can't be outside of the world, and whatever he created is inside of him. And there was only a revelation of his light. So therefore, the world is sitting in God's lap, as it were, within Hashem and not outside of Hashem. It's part of Hashem. And that should be so clear, you're only looking at Hashem. That's all you see. And not to see anything else other than Hashem, because it's just a garment. If I see you wearing clothes, I still see you, Steve. We're, let's say you had a mask on. I didn't see one ounce of your flesh. But I still know it's you. What do you mean? You don't see him. How do you know it's him? He's, he's not there. <laughs> I can just tell. So why can't you just tell that it's a Kaddish Baruch Hu? That's the same way. Okay, we'll stop it over there and we'll continue this idea of seeing with the eyes of Seichel. Very powerful idea. Okay, okay. 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 everybody.